Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Welcome to Deep Well Astrology Podcast. It's Thursday, May 5th, so also welcome to May. We're sinking into Taurus season deeply. The sun is at 14 degrees Taurus, and we've just come through the partial solar eclipse in Taurus over this past weekend. So how has the last few days felt to you? What are the themes of the Taurus section of your chart? For me, practically, I use the new moon in Scorpio paired with the Taurus eclipse and the celebration of Beltane to plant actual seeds in my raised garden beds, sow sunflowers, and move indoor succulents to a small backyard greenhouse. I shifted our home altars from elements of spring to the welcome anticipation of summer and took time to reflect in my chart. So as a Scorpio rising, the house of my natal chart that is highlighted by this eclipse season, or these pairs of eclipses, are the first and seventh house axis line. This opens up the possibility of major new beginnings and endings in the themes of self and others in my life. So first house being self-identity, body, physical appearance, and interfacing with the world. And I read the seventh house as the important others in my life. So others like clientele, partners, and business liaisons, so intimate others. I think I'm starting to feel what this axis will be working through so far in myself, but there's still much time to go on this axis of transformation. Now, although April 30th, 2022 and May 15th through May 16th mark a pair of eclipses on this axis, that is bookended in late October and early November. So this axis of eclipse actually started or initiated last November 2021. And this is going to ride us through and reverberate all the way into parts of 2023. However, I feel that the most intensity or swell of influence will be felt or noticed personally for us in the houses highlighted by the eclipse between the pairs of eclipses in April and early May through late October and early November. Besides a big astrological weather weekend, Venus has also just ingressed into Aries early this week where the planet of desire, love, and relatedness is more spicy and forthright, vital and straightforward than when it was in Pisces. So we've got some heat or restlessness energy brewing, maybe some energy in the department of feeling impulse or zest towards what we desire, especially in the Aries section of our charts. We'll have lots more Aries energy to welcome this month as time cycles on, but now let's spend a little time settling in on today's topic, astrologically informed self-care for moon and cancer. By centering in with the moon and cancer, you've guessed it, today the moon is in cancer and probably tomorrow too. As the moon travels through the whole wheel of the zodiac in just over 27 days, It spins about 2.5 days in each sign. I like to imagine the moon as a traveler, showing up to each zodiacal sign, knocking on the door and saying, hello, can I stay for a spell? When the moon has arrived to Cancer, 
its domicile. It takes a breath in and out and realizes, oh, I'm at home. This is my home. This is my place. I'm comfortable here. I can kick off my shoes and refresh myself. So if you have a moon in Cancer, you have a moon who's living at home, at domicile, and who often likes being there. I think most of us can relate to a home base or place that feels like home, where you can feel and be yourself. In a natal chart, I read the moon as signaling several different dimensions of meaning and psychological importance. As a psychological astrologer, I primarily read charts in regards to character, personality, psychosocial development, and patterns related to individual development. I interpret the moon as indicating emotional processing style, perception of the mother or primary care person, indicative of somatic or body processes, especially fluid functions, and how we feel nourished emotionally or go about nourishing ourselves. That is a whole lot of complexity and depth for just one planetary body. But this is the moon after all. It deserves a big place. Remember, this podcast will focus only on the sign of the moon in regards to emotional nourishment and self-care. And what is out of the scope of this podcast is to look at all the aspects and house placements of the moon and what else is relating with it. So if you get more curious or you like this after hearing, feel free to connect at my website, just my name, alisondisler.com, to check out what I do or to schedule a reading. A moon in Cancer is one of the most stewarding or interconnected emotionally placements the moon can be in. Some folks would use the word clinging or close proximity or attached. And in regards to the perception of the primary care figure or mother, in a positive perception, this could indicate a very close bond with the mother figure or primary nurturer, someone who was concerned and attached and also concerned about the safety and security of the little being of you. Nourishment is a key word for a moon in Cancer, as well as principles of mothering, which I often like to refer to as stewardship or nurturance. The primary care figure could have been perceived as motherly, matronly, nurturing, or as someone who can steward lots of life, plants, children, animals, someone who cares a lot for family bonds or family history, or intergenerational connection. Connection to the past or history or sensitive to generational transmission or just plain emotionally sensitive. So take a minute to think about this and your primary care figure or mother figure. If you have a moon in cancer, does any of this ring true for you in regards to your mother or primary care person? What can be even more powerful to consider is that this kind of closeness or attachment can be taken in very different by different folks depending on the makeup of the rest of your chart. Owning a moon in Cancer would also indicate, maybe on the other hand, that rather than stewarding or nurturing, the mother figure or primary care person could have been perceived as smothering or overly attached or entwined or enmeshed, especially in your emotional life or your bodily well-being. If we consider the moon can represent the physical body, the Cancer moon can have the potential to carry mother or family intergenerational history within the emotional self or the body-mind health, so psychosomatically. 
If you have a Cancer moon, take a moment to reflect. So what of this feels true for you? And how do you feel about that? And how attached, detached, or enmeshed do you feel with your primary care person or your family history? Isn't it true, at least from our perspective, there is a light side and a dark side of the moon? It's almost paradoxical to think that in some ways the way we perceive our primary care person or mother figure is related to how we can develop skills in knowing our unique self-nourishment needs. A moon in Cancer is nourished by stewarding connections, by cultivating life through tending, or framing one's own self as a place to cultivate or steward. So having this this idea of stewardship. So you could tend something of your own, yourself, or your land, or animals, or even a beloved collection of something. A moon in Cancer is nourished by bonding, by making lasting attachments, and feeling secure through those liaisons. And typically, this is deeper than connections based on words or verbal exchange alone. These are connection or bonds that run through time and even beyond time that serve as a lifeline to this moon's nourishment. And even if no physical mothering is present, or if that's not wanted, like having the birth of children, the moon in Cancer may be nourished by having something or some way to express motherly or tending or cultivating nurturing instincts. With all that being said, a moon in Cancer can also be nourished by stewarding or birthing children. So that might be a real sense of nourishment or a desire that uh, wants to be nourished. Depending on where the moon is in your natal chart makes a huge difference too. For example, if your Cancer moon is in your 10th house of vocation, career, or calling, you may be nourished by having a career based in nourishing others or stewarding land or working with Mother Nature or other life forms. If you have a Cancer moon in the sixth house, you may have a moon that feels nourished by stewarding or cultivating your physical health or daily work habits or routines with a sense of caring, nurturing, or mothering. In regards to emotional processing, there can be gifts and challenges to a Cancer moon A Cancer moon is motivated to attach and bond, so when something needs to be emotionally processed, it can be hard to let things go when it needs to be released or understand when things need to be released and to move on. By its nature, bonding is nourishment, but realistically, we need to discern and cultivate ways to decipher when to hang on and actually how to let go. So building some agency around those steps of how to let something go for you might be helpful. A Cancer moon may have a first impulse to hold on and churn and stew and cling. And this can lead to moodiness and broodiness or creating an overfluid condition of the physical body. So carrying extra fluids, extra water, extra lymph, literally drowning itself in its own emotional water. 
A gift of this Cancer moon is of its psychic emotional intelligence of being able to sense and feel what is not being said and a genuine caring for stewardship um, in an environment that is emotionally tolerant because that sensitivity can also lead you to sensitivity or empathy of what other people are feeling or the things that are left unsaid or being sensitive to um, emotional inequalities. If you have a Cancer moon, which of this rings true for you? And what does it feel like we may have left out here? So in reference to your own self-care, can you think of some practical ways to engage in your own journey of emotional nourishment? Any first ideas? If not, no worries. One thing I value about astrology is that it's almost as if it's a living dialogue, meaning once you hear something, it can take some time to digest and evolve as understanding. So there's a process to it. However, in this section, I'll also offer some practical suggestions for you to think about, feel into, or give a try if you like. Remember that these are just suggestions so if you feel called to or interested and you're open to it, you can give one of these a try at your own discretion and interest. So you're the boss of you, right? So if you consider astrologically informed self-care for a moon in cancer, we might think of things that can center us in stewardship, family ties, emotional connection, and or nurturing. So having those as center stones. So Maybe you can identify something you'd like to steward. I know one Cancer Moon who loved to steward her collection of handcrafted jewelry and her family of dogs. She cared about her craft, and each piece she created had meaning. She also liked to nurture her close connections through gifting her works of art. So when you think of stewardship and cultivating, with what objects, matter, Groups of humans or animals might you like to enter into an ongoing relationship with, something you can cultivate. Also, are you considering a family of your own? So just kind of think about that and, and touch in with your authentic thoughts and desires around that. What about animals or collections? Do you enjoy collecting anything or consider if you were to start a collection, what would it be? A Cancer moon can also be nourished by history or diving into cycles of generations. If you haven't already, consider getting into your family genealogy or culture heritage. How far back can you connect? Where were your people from? If you don't feel connected with or know your personal history, you may trace back your roots to a group of people or location and learn about the history of that place. So notice the things that you're interested in that can lead you into a portal of connection, connection through time. Since a Cancer moon can also be nourished by emotional bonds, consider the people in your life, your family, chosen family and support network and feel into your quality of connections. Who do you have that you can be deep and freely emotionally yourself with, even if that means moodiness? It's important to note that while cancers can feel deeply and pick up subtle emotional cues, 
sometimes emotional expression can be, quote, shelled, you know, kind of like a crab. Or it can feel scary or anxiety-provoking to be unshelled or vulnerable. So you can create emotional connections or identify with whom you feel at home enough to be unshelled so that an imbalance in taking in emotions and outputting emotions doesn't happen. You want to keep that homeostasis. We'd like an equal intake and an output of this kind of energy. If you feel like you've been taking in too much, consider hiring someone even, or asking a close companion or family member that you trust if you could try expressing how you feel at the depth at which you feel it. And give it a try and maybe let people know you're practicing. And finally, a Cancer moon is nourished by feeling secure, by security. So make a list or take some time to journal about what honestly and truthfully makes you feel secure without any apology. Be honest to yourself about what you want and need for a sense of feeling secure in your life at this time. And know that that might change and that's fine too. So it would be a good practice to do through time as you're working with growing and owning or stewarding this Cancer Moon. And once you've journaled, make a list and read over it and consider how well right now your environment and life reflect your authentic needs and wants around security. So don't be afraid of examining that word and, and realize if there's any biases that you have around approaching that topic. You could use that reflection as a launch pad for making small, manageable steps to experiment in your life with bringing in bits of nourishment through the element of security. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.